Here's the deal with the recall of Gavin Newsom. We've seen Trump Republicans across the country attacking election results and the right to vote. Now they're coming to grab power in California, abusing the recall process and costing taxpayers millions. Here's how we stop them. Every Californian will get a mail-in ballot for the September 14th election. Vote no to protect California and our democracy. Stop the Republican recall. Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Thursday, August the 26th, 2021. On this edition of The Politocrat, believe in you. When things like this, this world, happens to you, you must believe in you, no matter what. Because you will get through. Amidst a crazy, wild and intense news day today. A departure from all of that filth and muck. That we cannot escape from. And instead. A journey inward. Coming up. Next. Welcome back. What a messy Thursday. Oh my goodness me. I hope you're having a good day. And uh, dear listener, I want to thank you very much for listening as we meander through Thursday. And my goodness me, did you take five showers today or did you only take none? I don't know where you fall on that spectrum because, you know, the New York Times loves to ballyhoo folk who love to be interviewed and brag about how many showers they don't take a month. <laughs> you got celebrities, you know, you got actors and, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I don't see the necessity for for skinny dipping. I don't see the necessity for having a friggin' bath or shower, you know? That's some cool beans with me. Yeah, you know, if if just imagine if Viola Davis said that. Just imagine if Think of an actor, Jeffrey Wright, strode up there and said, Yeah, I don't see the Friggin' need to get uh, go get them there, there, dum darn filth, lawn, filth, bath. I don't need that because I can be stinky. Just imagine how that would go out and go around. No one would be having that. I certainly wouldn't be having that from them either. And why are people, some people, some asterisk before and after, you know, first before the first letter and the last letter of that word, after the last letter of that word, some, right? Why are some people having it with Jake Gyllenhaal? Why are some people allowing that with Jake Gyllenhaal to be okay? Okay. That, oh, I just, uh, I want to be stinky. And I'm going to make a fashion statement out of being stinky. Uh, yeah, you know, there we go. That's the old white. Male privilege. But I don't know if that's comic relief to you or not, but this day has been absolutely putrid. 
in the news. I'm not going to rehash it because you know about it. And there's still some of Thursday left. <laughs> you do not want to know what's coming because none of us knows what's coming except perhaps a mini storm with the stink that comes before it and after. How are you? How are you coping with this? You know, I've asked this already this week. How are you coping with all of this? I mean, I talked about it yesterday, actually. And I've checked in very frequently with you. Because I want to know where your headspace is. I mean, mine is... I'm able to peek out of the... From under the parapet, you know. Smell the horrible air quality, whether it's... um, from fires or from anything else. I mean, all Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and today has been no exception. It's just horrible. Because we've got wildfires that are, what, just about an hour or so from here, and, oh, the residue of that just is horrible. Now, you know, just imagine the people who are actually in the middle of these fires. They're, they've lost everything. They've lost other people and their families. They've lost their possessions, their home. That's the that's the real horror, isn't it? But, you know, I don't want to get into that on this episode because I want to try and focus on some things that may be a bit more life-affirming or positive, you know. Um, I, my heart does go out to people who lose loved ones and lose their homes and lose the sentimental possessions and value of things that mean so much to them that you can't replace you know, those kinds of things are very heartbreaking and it's very difficult to calibrate any kind of amount of money on that because you really can't. That's an affair of the heart when you lose something that's so valuable in a fire or more importantly, you lose someone, a human being in a fire and it's horrible. And where do you go from there? It's horrible. So I do want to make that clear that uh, I am not blindsiding or brushing by or driving by some of the large-scale horrors that are going on, not just here in California, but across the planet. Um, The civil war in Tigray that continues on on the African continent. What's been going on in the floods in various parts of the world and in this country? What's been going on in a number of instances that has just been absolutely awful? And let's not forget, of course, Haiti, which is still reeling from the aftermath of the horrible earthquake at the beginning of this particular month. And not forget that there was a tropical storm that battered the place as well, battered the country as well. And not forget that there was, as you can hear, that cry for help in the background there, wailing away. Let's not forget that back in June or July of this year, which is only just a few short weeks ago, dear listener, that the same country, Haiti, 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 however you choose to pronounce it, you can pronounce it any one of those three ways, lost their prime minister, their president. He was assassinated in his own bed, in his own home. I mean... It's just dreadful. It's just been dreadful. And, and so anyway, I, I, um, I do acknowledge these things and so many others. And of course, Afghanistan and how it's been such a messy thing and it was impossible. But I want to 
And I've talked about how impossible this was for President Biden. Anyone in his position was going to face this kind of thing. And I've decried the tribalism that goes along with all of this. Um, when people really should be looking at the much bigger picture, which is the U.S. foreign policy that's been going on for 100 plus years and the military industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about and the growing influence of it and being the arbiter for why we're going into a lot of these countries, we, not you and I, but why the U.S. government, no matter which freaking party it is, is going into these countries, right, to begin with. Because it's, it's at the behest of something much larger than they, than some person in the White House, you know? And I wish people, again, before I do turn the page here, I, I really do wish that some people would stop the finger-pointing game. You know, it's like what Buffy St. Clair once sang, you know, the circle game. And go round and round and round in the circle game. You know, it's really, it's like, I'm pointing at you, I'm Spider-Man. Oh, and Spider-Man's pointing back at me. And, and then what happens? <laughs> so, you know, and go round and round and round. Circle <laughs> Is it Buffy St. Clair or Buffy St. Marie? I think it's Buffy St. Marie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Buffy. Oh, gosh. And that's one of my, that's one of my favorite songs from her, by the way. The Circle Game. Just love her voice in that. I mean, she's done, well, you know, many a song like that, but that was my favorite of hers. Um, still is my favorite of hers. And anyway, uh, you know, what, I, what I'm trying to get to now is something different, which is, and now for completely, and now for something completely different, which is really you. <laughs> you are completely different. I am completely different. But you, how are you doing? How you be? How are you existing? And I want to just just go straight to it. No matter what you're going through in your life. Now, I don't know what you're going through, right? And I'm not here to think that I have any kind of authority to know what you're going through or anything like that. I believe in you. I don't know what you're going through, but I believe in you. And I believe you're going to get through what you're going through. It might take years. It might take your whole entire life, but you are going to make it through. The difficult thing is the process. And we don't like process in this world anymore. At least in the West, we don't like process. We don't like to wait. We don't like to investigate. I'm saying this generally. We like to just get from A to B. We don't like to go and meander. We don't like to explore. Some of us, some of us, some of us, some of us, not too general, but general enough. Because there's always exceptions of people who love to explore and look and broaden their minds and their horizons. Yes, there are many exceptions. But the culture really is the issue here. The culture does not like to explore. The culture doesn't like nuance. I've talked about that many uh, number of times, or certainly in one episode recently, about nuance and how the lack of nuance is, is part of the reason why we're in the problems we're in, especially here in the United States. But... We have skipped through process over the last 30 years because technology has been the thing that has killed process and has made us into even more short attention span theater, rats on a wheel. And we don't have to turn the channel anymore of our little fingers. We can just talk into a remote. <laughs> or we can call on Alexa or Siri uh, uh, on the... Uh, uh. 
you know, I sound like Queen with that song, I'm Going Slightly Mad, which I might be going. <laughs> I'm going slightly mad. <laughs> it's finally happened. You've got to listen to that song, by the way. It's a really good one. Freddie Mercury and Queen. Uh, I'm going slightly mad. Actually, you can find that on a compilation album called Classic Queen. And it is one of their two. They had many greatest hits albums, but the two that I really like, I think that are the two best com- compilations of greatest hits from from Queen is Classic Queen. And then there's another one. Classic Queen is the one that comes in the blue uh, cover and it's got Radio Gaga on it. It's got songs like Bohemian Rhapsody on it and Under Pressure on it, I think. But Bohemian Rhapsody, definitely Radio Gaga. And I'm Going Slightly Mad, I believe, is also on that one as well. Anyway, there's another one that's kind of a burgundy color that is another kind of greatest hit sort of something else, something with Queen. But anyway, I've got them right here somewhere. But anyway, no, they're right in front of me, actually. But um, I digress. Look, I want to just get to this. You're going to get through what you're going to get through. And you're going to make it. I know you don't see that now. And this is a to whom it applies. Whomever this applies to who is listening to the sound of my voice right now. You are going to get through this. I believe in you. I know you can do this. Even before you think you can do it. I know you can. Because you're here. And if you're here, and if you're listening to me, you are already living proof that you are making progress. You are a person who is going to make it through. Even when that road gets rougher than it probably is for you now. You're going to make it. Okay? You're going to make it. You have people rooting for you. And I'm one of those people. No matter what in life. There are always going to be people who like you. And there are always going to be people, some people, who do not. And it doesn't matter what kind of person you are. You could be one of the nicest people on the planet. You could donate your, you could be Chung Young Fa, who donated what, $714 million of his, uh, of his money and accumulated wealth away, his entire fortune, I think, donated it all away. And there will still be people, you could be like, you could be him doing something so selfless, right? And remarkably compassionate. And saying, look, I don't need this. I don't need this. This is disgusting. I don't need all this wealth. I'm giving this away. He gave it away to people. Gave it away to this, to that, to the other. Chat, whatever. You know, gave away 700 plus million dollars. Million. Oh, God. Right? And great for him. I'm very good for him. I'm very pleased by his profound gesture and I don't think he's looking for publicity he's just doing it because he's doing it and he's done it and I wish there were more people who had that kind of consciousness and that level of principle and that level of 
selflessness. But we know that there's very few people on the planet who do that, whether they're rich or not rich. It's not about whether you have money. It's the kind of heart you have. It's not riches of your wallet or your pocketbook. It's riches of your heart. Have you got it or not? Have you got heart or have you gotten out? I mean, that's what you're looking at. And so you could be Chung Young Fa who gave away all that money. And there are going to be people who still hate you. They're going to be haters. They're going to be doubters. They're going to be people who, oh, I'm so jealous. Those kinds of persons. And they're going to be people who are envious. They're going to be, you can't win those folks over. Forget them. Forget them. No matter what you do, they're going to have hater-aid. <laughs> I mean, come on. Wouldn't you rather a glass of red wine than hater-aid? I mean, really, come on now. So, dear listener, to whom this may apply, please understand that you being you is the greatest gift. It is the greatest gift that you've got. Being yourself. Being you in your authenticity, in your beauty, in your wisdom, in your loveliness, in your character, your personality. That's what it's about. About the freaking money. Who cares? I mean, yes, of course, money is important, but we need economic security. And those things are, of course, they're important, but it don't define you. And the society that you're living in and the culture you're living in says it does define you. And it doesn't. And the culture and the society and the system makes it feel that way because that's how they define you. And those are the strictures of the system. So the strictures are very real. I can sit here and say all I want to you. But you know there's that system out there that has people sleeping on the street and people in power like Ronald Reagan telling you, oh, they chose to be homeless. They're homeless by choice. Yeah, okay, whatever. No, the system is doing things by choice and doing them violently. And that is a form of violence. When you got people out on the streets, I walk the streets of San Francisco and I see people sleeping on the streets in the richest, this is for the richest freaking city, one of the five richest cities in the freaking country right here. I kid you not. San Francisco and the wealth gap is the biggest in the entire freaking country. Right here. Right here. I'm not kidding you. Right? So, it's like what James Baldwin said. You don't need numbers. You need passion. And it's so blooming true. Right? Because numbers never tell the story. Never tell the entire story. Let me clarify that. Because if you say that 640,000 people are dead inside the United States from COVID, it's horrifying. But the numbers are not the only story, right? There are people behind those freaking numbers. There's families. There's people who've lost someone. Memories. Birthdays. Graduations. Kids. Grandkids. Right? All those special moments. You can't have your spouse back because they've gone because of this friggin' virus. 
right? Those things don't get reflected in the numbers, right? When you look at the uh, statistics, it doesn't say, well, this person's family member was lost and all these people who knew that, but right? It's just numbers. Passion. The passion is the thing that make the numbers, no matter what the context, because you're missing something. People are hurting. Not you personally, dear listener, about missing something, but people are missing something when they just look only at the numbers. And yeah, when you're talking about a paycheck, the numbers are all your ass cares about. But when we're talking about numbers in general, there's passion behind them. Just like last November, there's passion. There was 81 and a half million people that voted for Joe Biden. That's not just numbers. That's passion that drove people to the polls. The urgency of the situation. That the situation. (laughs) That's what drove people to the polls. Numbers. You know, that's what we get caught up in the system. Number, 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 number. Same thing in sports, right? Baseball, for example. Let me take a very easy one for those of you who don't like baseball. (laughs) Baseball. Average. Strikeouts. But the thing is, is that you don't know what the intangibles are of those numbers. Maybe the umpire get in these strikeouts. Maybe the umpire called a strike where there wasn't one. Right? And then that, but that goes down in the record as a strikeout. But there's nothing, there's no asterisk that says, oh, umpire got it wrong. Right? There's no asterisk. At least, well, sometimes there might be, but not in what I'm trying to say here. So there's things behind the numbers, the intangibles. Well, he's only batting 222. But you don't know that the last five times that he was up at bat, whoever he is, he had two doubles. In fact, he's had three consecutive doubles. But his average is 222. Well, maybe his average is a 198 or, or 200, batting above the Mendoza line, as it's called. But all of a sudden, early in the season, he's now hitting. Or she. Or they. I mean, numbers do not tell the whole story. This is why James Bourne is so correct when he says, you've don't need numbers, you need passion. And boy, was he ever right. Welcome back. And I do want to build upon what I'm saying from what I said just a few minutes ago uh, in the first block is, look, no matter what you do in life, particularly if you're someone who does positive things in life. There are going to be people who like you and there are going to be people who don't. And there's always going to be that group of people who don't like you, who, you know, they just, they're just going to have their dislike of you because really what they dislike is not you, it's themselves that they dislike and that they are not happy with their lot in life for whatever reasons those may be. And it's really themselves that they dislike and are unhappy with. Not you, but they project that onto you. And so take no heed, pay no mind, do what it is you do and keep on doing the things that make you happy in your life. 
Keep shining and keep lifting. You lift yourself up and then you lift others up. You've got to deal with you first. And you have to radiate something from within you. You have to find what in you is the thing that will keep you going. And tap into those good things in you. And project and radiate and expand them throughout your heart and soul and throughout the universe. This is not cosmic talk. This is real talk. And keep shining your light. Keep shining your light. Now, some people might be blinded by your light. They can't handle your light. They can't handle your joy. They can't handle the good things you do. They'll always complain or get jealous or envious. And then there'll be a lot of people who will be, on the other, on the other hand, very thankful and very grateful and appreciative of you and respect you. They don't have to come out and compliment you. It's not what I've said about me when you or anyone else who listens to this podcast um, keeps listening. That's the compliment. You don't have to say that you appreciate what you're listening to or appreciate this podcast. Or you can tell me that you don't like it. That's okay too. But the whole thing I'm talking about here is this is the compliment that you listen to this podcast. That's where I think the compliment is. Not that you have to tell me. It's nice, but I certainly am not one. I've said a billion times. I don't look for that. And I would say that to you. Do not look for people to compliment you. Of course you like it. Everybody wants to be loved. It's the Sally Field syndrome thing. It's not a syndrome. The Sally Field aura. We want to be loved. You like me. You like me. You re- yeah, we all want that secretly. But hey, as I say, don't look for that. Don't look for it. You've got to just keep moving the best you can. The best you can. And as they say, you do you. You be you. Don't try to be someone else. Do not try to emulate someone else. You might be inspired by someone else, but do not try to be them. Try to be you. Because you have to know and find out who you are. Once you get that figured out, and that can take a lifetime, right? To know yourself and to know who you are. But once you figure that out, then you can start to look at other things. But you've got to know who you are. And you've got to know yourself through and through, inside and out. And all the while, you've got to keep on doing the positive things in this world, in your life, that you are doing. Keep doing them. No matter how big or small they are. I don't care how small it is. It's making an impact on somebody. Someone somewhere. In your circle. In your home. In your family. In your friend's circle. Somewhere. Whether it's social media. Whether it's off of social media. In the real world shall we say. Someone is being impacted by good things that you are doing. And you may never ever ever know who it is you are impacting. And it's not, quite frankly, for you to know necessarily who it is you're impacting. Sure, it'd be nice for you to know that. But 
we don't always get to have that kind of information. Just know that the good things you do are reaching those who get the benefit of those good things you do. And that is all that is required in that moment. Nothing more and nothing less. Don't worry about the haters. The haters are always going to be there. They are always going to be there. That is life. And I'm not talking haters as in the racists or the misogynists or the homophobes or the Islamophobes. I'm not talking about the, those kinds of big people. I'm talking about people who generally do not like your success and do not like your building something. Those people, the same people who secretly root for you to fail, because there are people like that in the world too. Oh, I hope that she fails. There's a lot of people like that in the world. Oh, yeah. They won't say anything when you're doing well. But when you fail, they're the first people that will come up and, I don't know, have some snide comment. Or maybe they will say, well, how are you? Oh, I'm so sorry. But then maybe that's not sincere enough. Maybe that's a little snarky or whatever. Maybe I'm very cynical. (laughs) Or maybe I'm actually accurate about some of this. But there are people who are rooting for you to succeed and don't sit on your success. You've got to just keep pushing. I don't care what it is you're doing that is affecting people in a positive way. You have to keep doing what you're doing and you have to be nimble about it. Right? Don't be satisfied with doing well in one endeavor or two or three. You have to keep that going. And you have to do it for you, not for anyone else, not for the applause, not for the adulation, not for the awards. You have to do it for you and you alone. And once you do that, the rest follows. It doesn't matter whether a million people don't like what you've done. But if what you've done impacts people in a positive way, in a profound way, who cares whether a million people don't like you or don't like what you did? It's about the good things you do. It's about the person you are. It's not about the cars you freaking well drive. It's not about that. And you know this, dear listener. It's not about that. Because all that goes away when we are gone from this place. No one remembers how many Maseratis you had. They remember the kinds of things you did or didn't do. They remember... The times that you helped somebody. The times that you donated money to people in need. The times that you sacrificed. The times that you worked so blooming hard. And you were so uncertain. You didn't know what was going to happen next. And you kept going anyway. That's what it's about. In this rough, cruel ass world that we're swimming through you and I. And we are all going through this world. Some of us in better shape than others to swim through. I talked about the life, the life raft that some of you have and the life preserver that some of you don't have. 
and the swimming skills that some of you don't have and the swimming skills that some of you do have. You know, come on, we're all swimming in different waters, but it's the same freaking ocean. But like I say, dear listener, you know, the other thing is that you have to just keep being you. I keep saying that. I've repeated that here. Keep being who you are. And define yourself by your own measure and your own yardstick. Not by someone else's. Not by the societies. Not by the cultures. Not by your best friends. And not by the Joneses. By you and your yardstick. Because if you don't set a yardstick for you, how the hell are you going to know what the barometer of progress is? Never measure yourself up against someone else. What you do is measure yourself up against you and you alone. The only person you should be competing with is you, yourself. That's the only person. Simone Biles does that, right? She competes against herself. She doesn't compete with any of these people out here. She competed against herself. And she's been doing that for a long while. The world's best. The world's best ever. No one's been better than her at her sport. No one. She competes against herself, dear listener. That's what she does. That's what you have to do. That's what I have to do. That's what we have to do. All the petty jealousies. All the silly, silly, silly little things. That we get trapped in and caught in and caught up in. And entangled in BS. And nonsense that saps your soul. Come on. We can do better than that. We can do better than that. All of us, you and me both, we can do better than that. Envy no man his grand possessions. That's one of the Ten Commandments of Success by Dr. Benjamin Mays. I've tweeted a lot about Dr. Benjamin Mays over the years on Twitter at the popcorn R-E-E-L. And Dr. Benjamin Mays, a Morehouse man, was a mentor to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mentor Dr. King. Dr. Benjamin Mays, the Ten Commandments of Success. I don't know if you can find that in print anywhere. I've been trying, but I remember it off of the top of my head. And I used to have some audio where I'd written, excuse me, spoken the words of it, and I can't find that audio. Otherwise, I'd play it for you in its entirety. And I'd recite it to you. And I'm just reciting only a few of the commandments. But one of them is envy no man his grand possessions. His baggage for you would be too heavy for you to carry as it is for him. In other words, do not worry about what the next person has or doesn't have and what you don't measure up in next to them. Forget the blooming Joneses. Forget the Hatfields and the McCoys. Right? Focus on you. I know it's human nature. Ooh, what's that person doing over there? Ooh, what's that person doing over there? Oh, how do I measure up? Measure up to yourself. The problem is we have a system and a culture that is giving you all of these phony artificial targets that you've got to measure up to. Like that cover model on the cover of that magazine you've got to look like her and if you don't you failed you failed you failed that's the culture telling you that so then some of you jump off the golden gate bridge 
Sorry, I know it sounds like I'm trivializing something, but I'm not trivializing a thing. Because then you got the bullies on social media. And then you got people ending their own lives because a culture, a bullying culture, continues to bully. Toxic masculinity wins the day. And patriarchy does too. It governs the lot. And the other thing that I just really need to say to you amidst this horrible news in this horrible world is that there are beautiful things in this world that the corporate news media ain't covering. And you need to seek those out because they are all over this planet. They are responsible leaders on on this planet too. I've talked about one of them this week, Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, and a number of other people I could mention, but she's the first one that popped into my head. Set goals for you. Set targets for you. Right? Stop comparing yourself with this person and that person and the other person and that person. You can't. Envy no man or woman or person. Their grand possessions. Their baggage would be too heavy for you to carry as it is for them to carry. And all that glitters, dear listener, is not gold. It's not gold. All that glitters is not gold. Do not be seduced by all the shiny objects. Because some of the people with the shiny objects are very unhappy people. And you know you go to other parts of the world, particularly on the African continent, and you see little kids. They ain't got a pot to piss in. But you know what? They got these big ass smiles on their faces. And they light up the freaking world. And then you see people around here. In one of the richest freaking cities on the planet. Named San Francisco. And the people. Some of them are the most miserable ass people. That you'd ever lay eyes on. I kid you not. They're dressed to the nines. They look like this. They look like that. They got that fabric on. They got this trainer or shoe on or sneaker on. They got these shoes on. They wear that suit. They got that dress on. And they've got a face like a friggin' turnip, mate. Because they're so unhappy. I don't know if that's the same thing as saying that maybe someone's depressed. Because that's not necessarily the same thing. I've not had any experience with any depression or any clinical depression at least. Anything serious like that. Right? But there's a difference between people who are unhappy and friggin' miserable and people who are actually clinically depressed in a really severe state of depression. Those are really different things. And the thing I'm referring to are the miserable ass people who are just, I turn up my nose at everything. Ugh. You know, I don't like the word fact you're wearing a color bright green. Ugh. And then the most miserable people. Eating and drinking on the sidewalk of a nice little swanky ass restaurant, right? But they're miserable. They're miserable people. And they look at you because you're wearing a mask and they're not. Miserable, I say. Miserable. And that is the deal. And let me not forget, there are some very nice people on this planet. Lots of them. Lots of them. Maybe you or I haven't come into contact with as many of them as we would like. But we, and I can speak for me on this, have come into contact with a lot of them. 
a fair number of them. And that is a beautiful thing because no matter how tough it gets, remember there are people in the world going through some of the things you're going through. Maybe not in exactly the same way. Maybe in fact, in a worse way than you. And maybe in fact, not as severely as you, but they are going through them. Yeah, I know you wish you could reach out and touch them now and connect with them. And maybe you are somehow. And I hope you are, if that applies to you. But remember, dear listener, you are valued and respected. And you've got people in your corner. Some of them are very close by you, closer than you even think. And some of them are far away. And some of them are talking to you right now. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. What's at stake in the September 14th recall? It's a matter of life and death. With Delta surging, Gavin Newsom is protecting California, requiring vaccination for health workers and school employees. The top Republican candidate? He peddled deadly conspiracy theories and would eliminate vaccine mandates on day one, threatening school closures and our recovery. Stop the spread. Return your ballot or vote in person by September 14th. Protect California by voting no on the Republican recall.